0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Books Unpegged with Superlead. Consider this. Have you ever wanted to read more business and leadership books, but you simply just don't have the time? Imagine you could read a book per week. How absolutely awesome will will that be? and more so how much more impactful as a leader uh, will will you be a lot of us have got these demanding jobs and countless responsibilities so our bookshelves pretty as they are they end up with more books we intend to read than those we have actually read my name is Manda Flaro I'm the CEO at Superlead which is a strategy consulting and leadership coaching organization and on this show we deep dive into a leadership topic which we anchor in a book that we feature per episode and we we do our utmost best to share actionable insights to advance your leadership excellence. I am joined here on studio by my colleague, Rulani Baloi. Rulani, welcome to today's show.
1: Morning, Manda. Thank you for having me.
0: Excellent, excellent. So um, today we have uh, this interesting uh, conversation to be had mm-hmm. and really um, imagine this. I mean, today is Friday. Many people are super excited that they, they you know, they, they're not going to be working, right? Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, our producer is like smiling <laughs> properly. Anywho, so, but imagine you could wake up every single morning, mm. uh, feeling super inspired, excited to go to work and you do your best possible work and return home every day. Mm. Feeling fulfilled The ultimate dream <laughs> um, And if you are a leader of a team mm. Imagine every single member of your team They are so excited on a Monday They wake up feeling super enthusiastic
1: <laughs> On a they, Monday <laughs> On a Monday
0: And a Tuesday <laughs> And even a Friday um, And even on a, on a Tuesday after a long weekend <laughs> They feel inspired They feel excited Feel Um, And they do their work, Mm -hmm. and they return home feeling super fulfilled. Yes. And uh, that's what we want to talk about today, because you as a leader, um, you can create that environment, um, and it's all in the mindset and understanding what game we're actually in and we have a perfect book for this
1: focusing on game theory I love that so businesses are not working very well right and many companies are viewing and approaching business as a finite game the solution and is a genuine mindset change and a redefinition of the business as an infinite game to break down that topic we've got a fantastic book by Simon Sinek called the infinite game
0: Lovely. So, I think most people are familiar with uh, Simon Sinek's work. Um, I- I'm told that more and more people are more familiar with his videos, <laughs> YouTube, yes, <laughs> <laughs> his YouTube videos, uh, which is which is exciting. Uh, we're going to do our best work today to unpack his latest book, yes. um, and it's so rich write this infinite game book that we will not be able to cover everything in this one episode we'll we'll have a two-part episode Mm -hmm. Um we'll cover the first part today and then come back again on next week friday for us to finish it off because it's that rich um and simon sinek does an incredible job of really building a case for why as leaders we must lead with the infinite game mindset.
1: Exactly. I think to start off, let's look at the difference between the finite and infinite games.
0: Good. So, so he, he's literally, um, starts off by contrasting these two games. Mm. Uh, finite game, he kind of talks about, you know, whenever there are two players, you know, and, um, you know, a game exists, right? Yes. And the finite games are those where there are one, known players. Mm. They have fixed rules. They are sort of agreed upon objectives. Um, when those objectives have been reached, the game ends.
1: Oh, okay. So something like a a soccer... Tournament, you know, the players and there's a agreed upon set rules.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, football is, will be a very, very, um, a good example. Um, you, you know, it's, it's going to be a 90 minutes mm-hmm. game. Um, or else it goes to extra time or yeah. penalties. Um, and to even top it off, uh, players, they will sort of wear the same uniform. Mm-hmm. You can identify who's on which side.
1: There's no surprises.
0: There are no surprises. <laughs> there are a set of rules. And the referee is there to enforce the same rules. Uh, and these days, you've got VAR to even double, kind of just enforce the same rules and even make sure that um, all the rules um, are adhered to. When someone sort of, you know, makes a mistake or you know tackles um, or they are on uh, uh, offside position, mm-hmm. you know, all of the penalties and related um, things are in play.
1: Oh, okay. So there's basically a beginning, a middle and an end.
0: There's a beginning, the there's a middle, there's an end. There are, and, and, and they're all the rules and there, there's laws and, and whoever you are, if you're playing a game of soccer, mm. you, you know, you play by the same rules. Oh. And then you start, you finish. We know who lost. We know who won. Oh, okay. That's the finite
1: game. It's straightforward. And the infinite game.
0: So the infinite games in contrast are played um largely by sort of either known and unknown players okay and um they aren 't really agreed upon rules in these uh, infinite uh, games. you know there may be some conventions and some laws that govern how players sort of conduct themselves Okay, um, and sort of how they work within the the broad boundaries um, uh, in which in which the sort of the game is played um but, you know, the players might even choose to, to break away from convention and, um, and, and to a very large extent to kind of bring this home. Mm. He argues that business is actually an infinite game. Yes, yes, yes. Things like marriage is an infinite game. Mm. Um, growing, our careers are an infinite game. Yes. And the problem is when we play the career game, um with the rules of finite games, mm-hmm. because there's no such a thing as like, I won my career. You
1: can't. <laughs> how do you do that?
0: <laughs> and like, you know, I won marriage or, <laughs> or even life as a whole. Yes. You know, it, it, you, you, you do your. You beat and then you go and there's no like winners and losers <laughs> in, the, in the end, right? Yes. Um, and he's kind of saying many of the troubles we have today, more specifically because uh, it's, it's very much geared towards business, uh, more specifically in business mm. is because we are treating this infinite game of building a business as if it's a finite game of of playing you know for that 90 minutes and winning the quarter and, and that's of,
1: limiting yeah sure
0: so so going back to the to what we asked at the beginning if you approach business career life um as an infinite game yes and you adopt that that mindset. Um, There is a very good chance that you wake up every morning super inspired and excited and feeling safe and happy uh, going to work and doing your work and coming back home. Oh, that's
1: awesome. I think I've got a question, but I'll save it for later uh, about dealing with... uh a finite player when you're an infinite player in business, Ooh. but you can address that okay, okay
0: so, so, so <laughs> hold it there hold it there um, so so just to kind of conclude the the intro um he kind of um Uh, Simon Sinek borrowed this concept of finite and infinite games from Professor James Cass. Um, He wrote this book in 1986. Can you think that far? Uh, No. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's not expose. Let's not expose you lot. Um, uh, The the professor, Professor James wrote a book called Finite and infinite games um, A vision of life As play and possibility So he wrote that in 1986.
1: Oh, okay. This whole talk really takes me back to microeconomics game theory. Was it my favorite subject? But yeah, this is, this is very interesting.
0: Lovely. And, uh, and so everyone out there, Rulani <laughs> is our resident economist, um, and absolutely <laughs> awesome colleague, um, uh, at Superlead So should we dive right in?
1: Yes. Let's get into the infinite game of business.
0: Lovely. So. Having sort of understood that most important things um such as sort of business such as you know your vocation um your marriage relationships mm-hmm. um you know sort of your career et etc these things they take on a an infinite game mm. sort of, um, idea rather than a finite game. So it's not about sort of get, getting to a victory. Yes. It's about getting to a fulfillment, to a fulfilled life. Yes. Um, so, so someone said like, I like five, um, things that must be in play, five L essential practices that must be in play. Um, if you're going to Win if you're going to play If you're going to embrace this infinite mindset
1: Okay let me take you through the five And then you can break them down for us
0: Absolutely. So the five
1: practices are Advance and just cause Build trusting teams Study your worthy rivals Prepare for existential flexibility And demonstrate the courage to lead Can you take us through advance a just cause
0: Absolutely So um, advance a just cause uh, Just to repeat um Building trusting teams, you know, study and kind of know your worthy rivals, Mm -hmm. um, you know, prepare for that existential flexibility and demonstrate the courage to lead. So these topics, all five of them, I mean, the the just course on its own, that's like an episode that that we can spend, you know, an hour and a half just unpacking that beast. Building trusting teams, you know, the... In this cohesive, trusting teams, that's a lot of, of, of discussions and, and sort of mindset changes that we can do. But let's, let's kick it off, as you say, with this, um, with this idea of advancing a just cause. Yes. Again, the first thing I think worth noting is to sort of define what a just cause is. Mm. Um, because I think it's, it's one of those things that could be somewhere in the, uh, you know, just like, yeah, and I'll think about it, you know, when I'm, one day, when I'm big, I can think about whether I'm advancing a just cause or not. Um, and maybe to, to just say that, uh, it's, and, uh, it's to advance a just cause is when perhaps an organization is advancing something bigger than itself. Okay. So if for instead as a human being I'm you know I'm pursuing something bigger than myself um and and kind of being sort of being having the crystal clear what cause I wake up to serve if it were.
1: So you need to have a clear vision, the business needs to have a clear vision.
0: Absolutely, Um, you know, a just cause is that specific vision of a future state Mm. that does not exist yet Uh, A future state so appealing that people are willing to sort of make sacrifices in order to advance towards that vision
1: That is powerful and that ties into waking up every day and wanting to go to work because you have a just cause, you know
0: Absolutely. And, and, the, and, and, um, the, there's this thing here, he says that people are, you know, willing to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And as a leader in business, largely, you know, you have, um, you have people that kind of give the effort to the work, um, but to really be successful, you want your team members to give that discretionary effort to go over and above. Mm. And Simon Sinek argues that if you've got a course so inspiring, uh, people are willing to you know go that extra mile to make those additional sacrifices instead of just working for a paycheck.
1: Oh, and everyone's in it for the money at the end of the day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the just cause is yeah, it's really a good reason to be in a certain environment, a work environment.
0: Because you know you know, uh the the one thing you know life has taught us uh is usually You know, you win something, you know, you kind of, you are first this quarter, you make the numbers, you get, uh, you make the bonus, you you get the increase, you get that promotion, and you get that sense of winning, right? And the problem with it is, it only gives you that temporary Temporary thrill of victory, um, and that's fleeting. And uh, you need another drug again, mm. I guess, to sort of find something that will sort of give you that fleeting um, thrill.
1: So you need fulfillment.
0: You need fulfillment rather than just um, just kind of moving from a thrill to to another thrill. Oh, okay. So, um, y- you know, the the he kind of talks about. How do you know if you've got a just cause? Yes. Right, because... You know, a, a just cause is not a a purpose. We have unpacked what what a purpose is. You know, you know, purpose you know comes largely from it's like a, your origin story. Uh, it's a statement of who you are. The sum total of your sort of your values and your belief. Yes. But a just cause is about the future.
1: So it's not really our why as a company.
0: No, no, no. Oh, okay. And Simon Sinek wrote a whole entire book called Start with the Why, <laughs> and so so we can uh, maybe we'll unpack that another time but specifically for today it's Mm. about what is it what picture of the future that sort of inspires action in yourself and in your team and that that sort of you have painted that's the thing that most businesses lack most teams lack and therefore people just do the bare minimum
1: Oh, okay. I think in his book, he also says the why is the foundation of your house. It's the starting point, the starting point. Yeah. And the just cause is the ideal vision of the house we hope to develop.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so here sort of he's got this test, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to see if, uh, if you have a just cause or not. Okay. And for our listeners, it would be great for, you, if it were to kind of, if you had a paper, uh, to just kind of have this list to see if, you know, your organization, the team you lead, or even you as an individual, um, you know, you, you, you pass the test, if it were.
1: Okay. So what should a just cause be? The
0: just cause you'll have, um, five elements in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to unpack this in 10. So it, um, it must be, for something, okay, um, uh, in in the affirmative, uh, and uh, and it must have this optimistic sort of um, outlook. So that's one. Okay, it must be for something, and the the contrast to that, it's it's that it's not necessarily against something. Okay. So, so most people, you know, get get sort of excited about, hey, we're gonna we're gonna win against that.
1: Oh, that whole competitive view—you want to be better than one, two, three.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Mm. And that's the moment you take the approach of, I, I want to, I'm against that. Mm. You take on the the finite game mindset.
1: So you need to focus as your uh, at the business internally. How can we be better?
0: Yeah. Mm. And what are we for, mm. rather than just to be yeah we want to beat uh, the next company so that's one which we'll unpack in a bit the second piece is that it must be inclusive okay uh, which means open to all those who would like to contribute. Okay. Uh, some companies, you know, they're they excited about sort of the product. You know, we we are building this app, and then and then, but there are people in in the back office, the accountants and the HR, etc., etc. Have you painted a picture of the future that's inclusive of everyone? That everybody sees that cause that we are we are we are we are driving towards, and they feel like they are part of it, oh, yes. and they can see how they. Contribute.
1: Oh, yes. To make your team know that their ideas are worthwhile.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then the third piece is around it must be service oriented, um, which, which we'll unpack in a bit. Um, so
1: it's not for the benefit of myself or yeah. the company.
0: It, it must be outward. It, it was, it, the, the primary benefit of what you do should be the other, not necessarily you oh, okay, and it doesn 't mean that it doesn 't mean that you, uh, bec- you don 't benefit in ten, okay. but the primary benefic- beneficiary of the work you do mm. must be for uh, for others
1: okay, and the fourth
0: cause the fourth cause is it must be resilient
1: okay
0: it must be able to endure political, technological, and cultural changes
1: that will speak to the longevity
0: that speaks to longevity and also in kind of these things where you know, like some people, you know, like going back to the product or a technology. You know, we want to be the best in artificial intelligence, right? Yes. So, so then, or oh, for uh, four IR, and then
1: everyone loves that term. Yeah, yeah
0: and, then, <laughs> and then like a, you know, uh, a year or two later, you know, it's not about five IR or mm. you know ten IR, and then so you you know you don't have a just cause or whatever the statements you have painted for your team, if it's sort of. Anchored in some, some, some buzzword or, or some, you know, product, um, or, or s- based on some cultural thing that's happening. Okay. Y- you want to reflect on that vision, on that just cause, um, against the, f- against this idea that could this thing be resilient enough, um, to, I mean, there's an organization not long ago, uh, which was formed specifically to just, it was against um some policy uh, without going into that organization it was against some policy um in hauteng and um, on the roads yeah. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so 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 that organization's j- uh, just cause it fails this yes. um this test right because uh you know the what poli- is its,
1: its existence outside of that specific cause
0: aha uh-huh. mm. the the policy changes. And then we wake up, we go to work We're like, right! <laughs> <laughs>
1: what are we working
0: on today? What do we work on today? Um, and and it's not like that organizing is bad yes. But it's just an example of if an, A just course must be something resilient That can endure political, technological, cultural And all kinds of changes
1: Okay, and the fifth and final course?
0: This is my favorite of all of them, right? Because... Um, It must be idealistic, right? (laughs) I
1: see why it's your favorite because you are an idealist.
0: (laughs) It must be, oh, yeah, it must be idealistic. It Mm -hmm. must be big. It must be bold. It must be, you know, ultimately unachievable. Okay. Because even though we sort of make a lot of strides, we must still wake up every morning and kind of say, um, you know, there's so much more we can do. There's so much more we can do. And what that does is that it, um, it, it sort of allows you to build an organization that outlives you, that mm. outlives generations. And to borrow Jim Collins' words, you know, you're building, it's, uh, the organization is built to last.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I think, uh, Okay, not related to this But something I've learned from being at super lead And working for an idealist Is not to <laughs> self-reject Which is amazing I carry that with me in my day-to-day life
0: Lovely so, Like just, just unpack that a bit
1: No, so it's the concept of not self-rejecting Before I came here I yeah. would uh, tell myself Why I can't achieve something Or yes. can't get something yeah. But now I just aim for the moon
0: Lovely, you know? lovely Yes, yes Don't self-deselect Yes uh, We can do anything You know how, how it is every day but but we we're opening a window to what <laughs> happens uh back at the office. So so let's kind of just maybe spend a bit of time on sort of unpacking each of these, right? So um a just cost must must be for something mm-hmm. uh which is you know, it must stand for you must stand for something you must sort of believe in something and not necessarily kind of exist to oppose mm. right because you know the as, as i said you know the being against it's about vilifying or demonizing mm. or sort of rejecting an idea um that stirs up a lot of emotion mm. and it could be temporary but really being for it's about sort of inviting all to join in, right? It's, yes. it's It's very inclusive rather than to say, we are against that, um, team or we are about, you know, it's, it's, it's not enough to sustain you, yes. uh, in the long run.
1: Okay. So it, you're basically looking at, um, possibility and solving problems and all of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and it you know, it focuses your, your attention on how things can be, mm. um, rather than, you know, constantly trying to see how we can un, uh, outmaneuver someone. He gives this example, um, Simon, that he was invited to do a talk at the education summit at Microsoft. Oh yes. Oh, yes. And then, um, he was also uh, at, at the time, um, uh, Steve, I think was still, uh, CEO. And then he was also invited to do a talk at M- Apple, mm. and he went there. He did a talk, and then he listened to all the, the executives and all the most of their speeches. Most of the speeches at that time they mm. were focused on how we will beat Apple. So this
1: is Microsoft. Yeah, this right? is Microsoft,
0: mm. right? And then the guys at Apple they had a similar kind of education summit. They were focused on how they will help students learn and how they will build sort of their tablets, uh, iPad. Uh, to enable and empower teachers to teach
1: no focus on the competitor
0: not not talk about any competitor Mm. but they were like zoned in on on what they were for yeah they were for empowering teachers to teach effectively and sort of empowering learners to learn and the best possible way they can
1: those are two contrasting views
0: and then microsoft built the
1: Zune,
0: mm. uh, and Apple obviously built an iPad. The iPad.
1: Uh,
0: as some of you are young, uh, especially a producer, do you know what a Zune is? <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, so you can almost see that because, and, and he says this, right? He, he kind of tells the story of when he was sharing a cab with one of the, um, Apple, um, one of the the fifty fourth Apple employee, and mm-hmm. um, kind of talking about how the Zunes was was a much better product at the time.
1: He was stirring
0: trouble, <laughs> <laughs> like like he normally would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and the the Apple executive was not moved, right? Because mm-hmm. he 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 was not. His posture was not to compare the iPad against the, the zoom. It was constantly about how do we facilitate education, um, for, in between the teacher and the learner.
1: So you also understood that sometimes in business you fall behind. You're ahead, yeah. uh, you're behind, it's normal.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah. when you know you're for something, you know, if, if you fall, if you, you trip, you know, you, you kind of get up, it gives you that sort of sense of resilience. If it's a tough day, you know, you, you label it as such. It was a tough day, but we are for, um, you know, kind of empowering teachers to teach and learners to learn. Um, and someone else might have a better product this quarter compared to the next quarter, uh, to you. Um, you're not worried about them, but you're, you're worried about what you're for.
1: Oh, and that's worrying about your current competitors is is very limiting because you'll always have other competitors that you would not have seen. Yes, yes, yes. But I like how Simon ties it up and he says that a just cause serves as an invitation to others to join in advancing a bigger cause than ourselves.
0: Yeah, Mm. and the the words matter here Mm. because... You know, we're not necessarily inspired by sorry, a statement that says we want to reduce poverty. Mm. But we are more um, or possibly be, be inspired by we want to grow the number of people who are able to provide for themselves and their families.
1: Oh, that change of mindset is everything.
0: And so you know when you' when you 're trying to reduce poverty you 're against and you 're sort of in this fighting thing mm. and um and and you you go to work um you 're sort of fighting poverty and then you still see someone uh maybe a, experiencing poverty mm. and you go back home defeated right yes. but then if you're growing the number of people who are able to provide for themselves and their families you go to work and you say hey we added three we we contributed to three more families being able to um, provide for themselves and that's fulfilling mm. and that's why i said we said at the top of the uh, the, uh, the podcast to say you can wake up super inspired by that yes. right you know to say how awesome will it be for every family to be able to provide for themselves and um and you go to work you do your work that serves that cause and two more families are able to do that um 100 more families are able to do that. However, the magnitude, at least you know what you're for and not necessarily fighting poverty or reducing poverty.
1: Okay. Now I see how you can wake up excited every day to go to work. I Good. Understand.
0: And that's why we want you to come to Super Lead, super excited. <laughs>
1: so we're basically advertising for jobs. That's
0: what we're doing. <laughs> oh yeah. We're looking for talent. Uh, if you're out there and you want to work with the super excited team, an idealist kind of leader, um, you're more than welcome to, to, to shout. Anywho. So the second piece we spoke about is. It's, it must be inclusive, right?
1: Yes. Service oriented.
0: Um, uh, yes, yes. And, um, and, you know, everyone must feel like they are, they are, they, they can, they can see their, their contribution in the, in the, in the whole. Mm. Um, you know, you, you don't want to kind of just have a, a, a just cost that's based on an app or an, on a product. It needs to go beyond that, uh, for it, to pass the just cause, um,
1: so bigger than ourselves.
0: Yeah. So the service orientation, I think mm-hmm. it's it's one of those that that the penny really does drop, right? Because mm-hmm. it says in um, a just cause has got two parties. Okay. There are contributors, and they are beneficiaries.
1: The receivers and the givers.
0: They are receivers and they're givers, mm. and um, contributors give something—either mm. their idea, their hard work, their money—to um, perhaps advance a just cost. Okay. And then the receivers are those who sort of contri- who, who benefit from that contribution. Okay. The service orientation test says the primary benefit of the organization's contribution. Must always go to other than the contributors themselves.
1: Do, are big corporations aware of this? <laughs> they need to oh, wow others other than themselves.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Okay. So, and let's 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 individualize it. So, let's say I'm a contributor, and uh, let's say want I wanna have I'm working on my Just course. Um, and, uh, one of the things, uh, I do is I'm a coach mm. or let's say I'm, I'm a mentor to someone. Um, when someone is, let's say from, from uh, our team, um, uh, asks for advice from me, mm. um, to pass the just cost test, my advice is primary number one beneficiary. She'll be the person I'm advising. You say, Hey, what do you think I must do with my career? Yes. And, um, and there's, there's often kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there. I'm like, yeah, but she must stay here, super lead, right? (laughs) Um, but if truly, if I'm saving you truly Mm. and I should be able to put your needs above mine mm. to an extent that i can say hey i think you need to go work at Cliff central yeah. to advise you know for whatever the reasons might be um but you must be the primary beneficiary of my advice not necessarily me kind of trying to sort of manipulate you to for sort the of
1: best of super yeah detail. fit
0: in the in the super league structures and what we're trying to do and and that that's the test yeah
1: oh, wow I-, I wish for everyone to work in such an environment.
0: That's why they can wake up inspired <laughs> and feel safe and, and be fulfilled every day. <laughs> so here's here's a here's a big one. Uh, you know, you probably have friends and 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 people that are thinking about hey, where can we invest? You know, the extra cash and mm. all of these things. One of the things that we do that doesn't pass the JAWS course is as an investor, mm. the primary beneficiary of your investment should be sort of the company you're investing in. And then you will probably be secondary beneficiary.
1: But we so, go into thinking of the profits. How do I stand to gain?
0: Aha, so that's why uh, business's true bottom line should not just be profit. Okay. So most people, most investors are, are kind of saying, I've got 10,000 rand, I want to invest in something. Mm. And the next thought is that will give me Sort of some return. Yes,
1: right? yes,
0: yes. But his argument is that go in and invest in, in a, I don't know, a coffee shop for the sake of the coffee shop to, to sort of do better and, and kind of, you know, have money to grow and all of those things. When it does better, mm. it, then the returns are even going to be better. As opposed to, I'm gonna put money in this coffee shop. I'm looking for 12% return. You end up doing a lot of shortcuts because you are the primary beneficiary. You're gonna manipulate the organization. You're gonna force the management to cut costs when times are tough and you know restructure. You know, like you see managers uh, and and executives when they're wanting to meet some um, quarterly targets. Mm. They go in there and they slash jobs, right? Because normally in most organization, you find that the, the, the people cost is yes. like one of the highest, is biggest, mostly the biggest, um, um, cost, um, element. So um, they go there and they slash jobs at the, at just the smallest site that there may be trouble. Yes. Because the primary beneficiary of, of people like that Is themselves I need to secure my bonus Or etc. cetera, et cetera uh, Rather than um, Being The primary benefit Beneficiary being The other
1: Sure Okay That's a lot to take in
0: <laughs> <laughs> So 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 next time you want to do something For your friends And you want to kind of throw um I don't know You know Something for them Always kind of remember Truly what I'm doing right now Am I the Primary beneficiary mm. of this, or is the other the primary beneficiary?
1: Yeah. So, how will it benefit the other person versus myself?
0: Absolutely. Mm. And if you do that, you know you're you're sort of you have the infinite game mindset.
1: Okay. And then being the th- resilient, the fourth.
0: Yeah, I always chat a bit about this. Um, the, this your JAWS course must be able to endure this this kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mustn't. If you articulate our cause in terms of our products, uh, then our organization's entire existence is conditional on the relevance of those products. Mm. And and that's um, we need something a little bit more uh, that, that has got some permanence for us to rally around.
1: Yes, so you don't have short-lived products and services.
0: Absolutely. So maybe we touch the last one.
1: Oh yes, being idealistic, your favorite one. I see why you're in a rush for that one. <laughs> Take us through being idealistic, Wanda. <laughs>
0: That's very easy. You just kind of, um, you see it every other day. So, <laughs> um, so this is, this is what, you know, it's about, um, this idea that you kind of aim for, Something that, you know, that moves you, like, like for instance, you know, the example we gave around, you want to grow the number of families that are able to, um, to provide for themselves, um, and like fix your eyes on that, mm. um, and, and really aim as high as possible. And you can, you can still have your finite targets, like the next quarter you want to kind of, Improve it by that much But the overall Overarching vision should be A lot bigger And you know Dare to kind of Go and say Hey we wanna, we, we wanna Do something That people hear and they're like Yeah you guys I don't know what you're smoking oh. um,
1: what, what actually gave you The tenacity to be An idealist? an idealist
0: i i i think you know some of it is probably sort of um um natural um i i think but the other is i have also seen um things that i thought was unimaginable some of it come to pass. Right? Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll go with the example of of the the poverty thing. So I grew up incredibly poor. Mm-hmm. My mom was a maid. She used to earn three hundred uh, a month, mm-hmm. and we were living in in, in Duprural uh, Venda, and um, and to sort of dream that you could sort of be out of uh, be kind of be anything other than what we saw um, was almost. Was almost a little bit like, you know, that, that you, that can be. Yes. And when you're growing up in that environment, you also just see, you don't have a lot of examples of people breaking out, uh, to kind of do a little bit more than what you see. Yes. And deep down you got this, this view that I think there's more out there. And, and at a very young age, I remember getting a book by, John C. Maxwell. My
1: favorite author. My favorite
0: (laughs) author. And, um, I remember in high school, right? He wrote this book called Your Roadmap for Success. Yes. And, and there was a sentence there. It's like, you know, no matter how tough your situation can is, you know, you can be anything. I'm like, really anything. And, um, I remember I was so moved by the book. So I'd borrowed it from a friend and, mm. um, and I needed to retain it. Yes. So I rewrote most parts of that whole entire book because, oh, you know, when <laughs> <laughs> it, it was that moving for me because when I return it, you know, I'm like, I'll be left without it and yeah. I'll just go back to it. And, 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 um, and I guess if, if there's, uh, there's t- to be to, sh- to cut this long story short, um, there's, there might be some natural inclination. Mm. The second piece is, you know, th- uh, you know, I- insights or, you know, like books and all of these things, like John C. Maxwell. Mm. Um, and just kind of being around positive people and kind of being around positive ideas yes. and non, yeah, positive ideas. Um, I think that kind of gives you the, the room and the space to, to be an idealist. Um, kind of person, because uh, I've, I've witnessed some of it, I think, in my life. Oh,
1: wow. Okay.
0: And maybe that's why we believe in books so much, because I remember uh, this John C. Maxwell book was such a powerful tool in a kid who was working around, you know, with almost nothing, but, you know, it, it literally just broke open this window that I couldn't see, uh, but I was able to see it. On the pages.
1: That one statement was life changing.
0: Yeah. And there, it, it was buttered by more, right? And it mm. will kind of have some stories of some people who, who, uh, who endured adversity. Yes. And he had, he had such, so many quotes. And I'm just like, and it built a solid case yes. uh, that, that anything is possible. And, okay. and I've sort of experienced some of that. <laughs> I'm not there yet, you know, but, uh, but every other day I, I kind of see the, the path forward.
1: And by seeing the, the gains of the idealism, it encourages you to keep going.
0: They're seeing those gains and also looking back and say, Hey, I might not be where I want to be, but, uh, you, as they say,
1: you're better than you were yesterday.
0: Yeah. I'm not where I used to be. Oh, that's amazing. All right. So let's wrap it up by just kind of dispelling some, some, some of the things. Cause people, some people will be like, yeah, hey, I've got a just course. I think I'm sorted or my team has a just course or our company has a just course. So. Simon says having a moonshot. A moonshot. Moonshots are not just are not a just course. They're not. Nah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to a very large extent, moonshots are largely some of those things where you know you got this big dream, like okay, we want to build a we want to build a car that that can fly, right?
1: Okay.
0: And then you build it. Then what? Yeah, yeah, so to a <laughs> large extent, to, that's why that's why it's 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 to say you have a moonshot. Yeah, y- you still haven't you still haven't met the requirement of of having a just course. Mm, it's very you know, limiting. A just course will go beyond building a flying car. Mm. To kind of solving the, the transportation issue and and to solving it for a reason yeah. and and that's when you know that um, it does have some elements of a just cause, like it's idealistic, it's going to challenge people, it's going to draw people in, etc etc, but on itself it's not a it doesn't
1: have the longevity.
0: It doesn't have the longevity either. Um, you might get to finishing building your flying car and then there's like something even better that solves um, a transportation better than a flying car.
1: Sure, so you just shut down shop,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the second one he says, you know, being the best mm. it's not a just call, <laughs> and uh, and, I mean, many companies have these.
1: They're striving to be number one. <laughs> what should they do, and
0: uh, yeah, we want to be number one in this, we want to be number one in that. And and I was, I don't know, I, I can't really confess everything, but um. Most organizations have these things where, yeah, we're number one in this or we're yes. the best in this. But most of the metrics that define that, you must read the footprint. <laughs> Like, it was based on some small survey of, like, you know, f- 50 people who were in this context, and then those people said we were the best, <laughs> right? Um, and and we cherry-pick, yes. you know, like, in other surveys, you know, if those surveys say we're not the best, then nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, my favorite one is the university rankings, you know, like, <laughs> and you, like, almost... Okay, I must be careful what I say. It's as if almost every university in South Africa, probably like six or so universities are number one in some way.
1: Yes, depending on which survey you're looking at.
0: Depending on which ranking they pick, (laughs) like there is a ranking called super lead university rank I mean, (laughs) anyway
1: So you're saying the metrics are nonsensical basically.
0: (laughs) They are sometimes cherry picked (laughs) and then if on that ranking we're number seven, okay leave it Uh, let's pick this other one. So most people are just striving to be the best and Mm. if your vision statement or uh uh, you know or or your kind of rallying cries about being the best is about being number one you may want to sort of revisit that and really anchor this on on those five conditions that we spoke about okay uh the other one is is i think this one is common now is growth also is not a just cause right especially for SMEs. (laughs) Because, like, you know, everyone is just like, we want to grow, we want to triple our what-what. Growth is almost like a tool uh, or some fuel to kind of help you get to your just cause. Okay. And growth in itself. I mean some companies die because they grew too quickly. Okay. Uh, they out they outgrow their capacity uh, to sort of service themselves and 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 they run themselves into bankruptcy, cash flow problems, etc. Um growth is growth is just a it's just a fool to really get your get you to your advanced course um as I mentioned because sometimes you might choose we're gonna slow our growth down, yes, because we wanna build, we wanna train our people, we wanna build the capacity, we wanna, we wanna kind of, you know, get more res- cash reserves. We wanna, we wanna kind of, you know, work out our cash flow cycles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then sometimes you open the taps and then you grow. Um, so if your your your, push, your your vision statement is that we wanna double our, <laughs> I remember I worked, you in, in an environmental. Um, where the growling car was up, we doubled this business every year or yeah. every second year or some number like that. And, um, and obviously things like COVID happened and all of those things and, and those things are not relevant. They were no longer possible yes. for that organization. Um, so, oh, here's the last one, maybe to close with, which is a little bit, um, yeah, controversial-ish, which is your corporate social responsibility. Yes. Just because you have got CSR things, it doesn't mean that you have a Just (laughs) Cause. Just because you sponsor a marathon or you donate to charity or, you know, you give employees paid, uh, you know, time to go and... And and do that stuff That in itself is not a just cause
1: You've dispelled so many (laughs) myths So a just cause not linked to CSR Not linked to growth Not linked to what your competitors are doing It's really about you as the company So you have to have all these intrinsic goals That aren't related to anything that is competitor related And so forth
0: Yes, and these things in and themselves, mm. they are good. Yes. They're good elements of having an overall just cause Yes. But, you know, you could be out there, um, you know, making money in a way that's, that's, that's bad for even the environment. Um, and then, and you're treating your employees terribly. Mm. People don't even enjoy working there. Um, and, and then you go and donate these things and you, you, you kind of say, Hey, we are like a purpose driven ah, cause yes. organization because, um, we donated food cans to, to a charity. <laughs> they, they are good components. Yes. Um, but some people kind of bypass the hard work. Of, and this is hard stuff. Eh? Mm. This is, you know, you have to think about and, and craft it to, to the T, what you are for. You saw how we kind of played with that statement on poverty. Yes. What you are for and how this transcends cultural changes and tech changes, mm. all of those elements and how it's inclusive of everyone. That's hard work. Yes. That's just because you, you, you kind of donated something, you know, um, it, it doesn't kind of exempt you from doing the hard work.
1: Sure. Okay. There's so many nuggets to take away from this.
0: That's why I think we said we're going to have to, um,
1: unpack into different sessions. We're going to have to um, unpack this
0: into, uh, into two, uh, parts because, uh, Simon Sinek says, uh, to, to adopt an infinite mindset. You must have five essential practices, which is you must advance a just cause. Mm. And we spend the majority of time today talking about what that just cause looks like. Yes. And, um, I want to encourage all our listeners to really, um, think about their own personal just cause. Mm. If you lead a team, uh, please, you know, invest the time Mm. and, and kind of co-create this, if it were to, to kind of craft out your just cause, more specifically, if you lead an organization, and um, you know for it to be built to last, um, you wanna invest a bit of time. In figuring that and that was just one and the second piece is about building um, trusting teams mm. that's big uh, on its own and we do a lot of work in this uh, cohesive uh, teams and strength base etc etc yes. um, and kind of knowing your worthy rivals and, and this is going to be fun when you unpack it um, and the last two is prepare for existential flexibility mm. and demonstrate the courage to lead
1: and all these practices are essential so that you don't slide back into the finite game, right?
0: Absolutely. And he kind of claims that if you have four of these mm. and you don't have one of them, you are at the verge of finite game. Okay. He says all the five mm. must be put together in a nice concoction, uh, for you to be an infinite game player.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: So that will be it for us um until then go out there and super lead cliffcentral.com